0: Hey, Ray, how you feeling? I'll
1: tell you what, my knees are a little sore today, and that means I need some CBD, I think.
0: I have to agree with you on that, Ray, because I've had back issues since we've had our son.
1: Plus, don't forget, you're an athlete. You're a big bicycle rider, so that gets you like you in occasional pain from, from the workout involved with that, not to mention what it does, the wear and tear on your joints.
0: It's all part of being active and aging, and CBD as you said, mixed with a little medicinal really makes a difference in controlling the pain. You
1: know, Marcus, when it comes to CBD, we have a new sponsor, uh, One CBD, and they have the right idea, I think, when it comes to making the CBD products that you want to manage your pain. They work with hemp farmers committed to sustainable development with the benefit Of the environment in mind which is important to people too. That's why they purchase only 100% organically grown hemp totally free from chemical pesticides and fertilizers.
0: Plus they have a money-back guarantee if you are not satisfied with the product.
1: We suggest you go to OneCBD.com and check them out. That's o n e c b d.com, And you can find out all the information about what their products are. Maybe you can just find the product that's best for you and your needs when it comes to CBD.
0: And if you order after hearing them on The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll, use the code word BALANCE for 20% off your first order.
1: And that order goes in at OneCBD.com. Check it out. This is an episode of five favorites on the imbalanced history of rock and roll that's been in the making for a while. I think I mentioned this to you like months ago,
0: right? I think this is one that we've been uh, discussing for at least three or four months, at least three or four months.
1: One day I'm driving down the road, I forget exactly what it was, but I was inspired to think of my five favorite heavy metal screamers, and I thought, wait a minute, Marcus might enjoy this, so we texted about it, and then I forgot about it for a while, and recently we've been talking more about five favorites episodes, and that one came up in my little mental Rolodex that I keep.
0: And then it went to our Google Doc, and then it became a reality, and here we are today talking about soon-to-be-revealing our five favorite metal scream ah!
1: That's exactly right. And you got to be clear, because I started out, I started including some of my favorite growlers. And that's a whole different thing. And so I had to make that distinction in my head when I was, you know, thinking about it. And so I think I've come up with, well, I know I've come up with the greatest five favorite list ever when it comes to heavy metal screamers. So that's how the idea for an episode started. And here we are actually doing it. And before we start our countdown, I always want to thank our sponsors, Crooked Eye Brewery. Find them at CrookedEyeBrewery.com. And 1CBD online at 1CBD.com. So, you grew up liking metal, right?
0: Yeah, but I wasn't a super huge metal guy. I was very, I think, like I have been my whole life. If I feel it, I'm not going to like it just because it's metal and I like metal or it's alternative and I like alternative. Gotcha. It's one of those things where if it hit me in the right way, boom, right? I liked it. And
1: So, you're normal,
0: I guess. In that well, way. Dude, I wouldn't say normal. That's really reaching. I think you might have gone
1: a crazy
0: <laughs> saying that I'm normal. But yeah, metal, I've always liked it some. I remember listening to Iron Maiden in the early 80s. I remember Van Halen's Impact. I remember Sabbath. I remember Ozzy Osbourne and Bark at the Moon as a kid. So I remember all of this stuff. Kiss in the early days. People considered them metal, especially parents in suburban America they who sure were afraid did. of them. <laughs> (laughs) Alice Cooper was considered scary metal because people were afraid of him. Her parents in white suburban America were afraid of him.
1: For this, I had to peel away a lot of that stuff, the stuff that's actually like hard rock. And and obviously not very many of those artists you just mentioned anyway really involve the perfection of the art of the scream. You know what I'm talking about and it's that sound that makes you know dogs and cats cringe 3 blocks away it's inimitable. Those who have crafted it and perfected it deserve to be recognized, and that's why we're doing this episode of The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. So let's uh, do as we do on our five favorites episodes, Marcus, and make our little wager, if you will, on how many of these five favorites, Metal Screamers, will be in common between us.
0: All righty. I know when we were talking about it, you had said three, I said two, and I think Vegas said their line was 2.5.
1: five. All right. All right, so we're setting the line at 2.5, and you say 2, and I say 3, because when it comes down to it, I did my research, and there are a lot of people who are definitely considered metal screamers, but there aren't that many that are in the upper tier, and so we get to say who ours are.
0: There's again, like you said, there's so many great screamers out there and there's so many great vocalists in the uh, metal realm who can lay down that nasty scream that it's going to be fun to see where we go from there and then to see who our honorable mentions are
1: there are a ton of great singers who've never worked at or perfected the art of the scream, like the singers and screamers that we're going to talk about here on this episode of the podcast, buddy. I'm just saying, you know, I had a long list. I had to go through and listen to some stuff and put it in or out of bounds, uh, you know, and including Saxon, which I put out of bounds. So shall you go first with uh, number five? And we'll sally forth here on the imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. Five favorite heavy metal yeah. screamers. Ram it down, lad.
0: I'll ram it down with the first one. I'm thinking we should go to sweden you've seen a lot of metal over the years come out of sweden some great vocalists who can scream their freaking lights out and those guys yes. have a lot of classically trained musicianship behind him i'm going with michael Ackerfeld from opeth great band and a great choice The last time I saw them, there were four bands. It was them, Gojira, and Mastodon. And he was talking to the crowd between the songs, and that voice of his was just melting me on the spot. It was that beautiful, just speaking. And then he sings, and then he screams, and you're just like, oh, my God, this guy's incredible. He's and got
1: great range in that he way. He seriously
0: has great range. They've done 13 studio albums. He's done a bunch of albums with Stephen Wilson of Porcupine Tree, producing, mixing, and playing some uh, instruments on them, like Blackwater Park. There's the 98 album like My Arms, Your Hearse, with uh, Dreams of the Fall, April, Ethereal. There's some great instrumental pieces on there. Deliverance in 02, Ghost Reveries in 05, Watershed in 08, Pale Communion in 14. And that's just a smattering of their big, big studio efforts. And they put a lot of work in their albums. They have 11-minute songs as well as three- and four-minute power blasters. So they go all over the place, and they really do it. And I absolutely adore Michael Ackerfeld's voice.
1: So Opeth is your number five, Michael Ackerfeld. Yes, who's yours. Well, you mentioned Balls somewhere in there, and I can tell you that Udo Dirkschneider, my number five, he has some balls to it. He, had, uh, he has a song called Balls to the Walls from his Accept days. Well, you mentioned something about Balls, and Balls to the Walls is part of my number five. He was the lead vocalist for Accept. He's had a great career as a solo artist, and even after he's tried to retire, uh, he keeps getting calls for uh, shows and goes out and plays on demand, continuing to... inspire future generations of metal singers and screamers I give you my number five Udo Dirk Schneider
0: You went the German, my friend.
1: Udo is one of those guys, as soon as I heard him, I went, what's that guy got going on over there? And then I found out more and more and, you know, just a, a great singer and a great screamer, more importantly here. And that means I roll on to my number four. Am I correct? That is correct. All right. See, we've been doing more five favorites and we're starting to get better at this. So my number four sang and screamed at the highest level in the metal community. He's done as much as well singing and screaming as anyone on this list. He started turning towards flipping the Horns with his band Elf, emerged in Rainbow with Richie Blackmore, with Man on the Silver Mountain. He carried on in Black Sabbath through Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules and from 80 on had his own band, Dio, which kicked off with songs like Rainbow in the Dark and Holy Diver. I give you my number four, Ronnie James Dio screaming in the night. incredible. He's also one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet in metal and I miss him dearly.
0: And I had a chance. He was one of my very first interviews at WMMR in Philadelphia and he was a gentleman. He was super nice. He filled in a few blanks that I wasn't aware of but then he also told some really cool stories on top of that that I had never heard before.
1: He's good like that or was good like that. Yeah, he
0: was really good like that and he was always a gentleman. He was sweet and boy, man, could that guy sang like nobody's business. Holy cow. I got to see him live with Sabbath and that dude in the 2000s before he passed away could still crush it.
1: My interactions with Ronnie and with Wendy go back into his prime years with Dio and through the later years when I was doing Rockers. And all I could tell you, this is an example of what Ronnie would do for anybody who worked with him and helped him. They played the truck one night and he said that he was going to come over. So I expected him and Wendy to come over, but he brought the whole band. Yeah, come on, guys. we went over. That's how I got to know Jeff Pilson from uh, Dockin was from that night. That's the kind of guy he was. He did tons in charity work, but when he stepped to the mic front and center, he could lilt you into submission and then scream you to the ground with the next verse. It was amazing what he could do with words and music and sound and his voice. He was one of a kind in that regard. Ronnie James Dio, my number four. What
0: an incredible human being. And definitely dearly missed. His passing put a huge hole in the metal community hasn't been filled. Don't know if it can be filled yet.
1: Your number four,
0: Marcus? For my number four, we're gonna go to the West Coast. Sacto, mm. to be more specific. Oh. Labeled or classified as new metal with Steph, Abe, Frank, and now Sergio, formerly Chi, laying down the groove. Chino Moreno has screamed his lungs out for over 20. Five years. Ah, now I see. His screams are powerful. They're full of anger, pain, compassion, love, and you feel it all while he's melting your face.
1: And he's got the rest of Deftones around him making it
0: all work. Oh, absolutely. That band, between his vocals and their music, they are very hypnotic. They pull you in and melt your face is the best way to describe it. I've seen them probably 15 times, and I have a pretty crazy story with them, kind of like some of the stories that you've had as well over the years.
1: So he's your number four.
0: Gino Moreno, Deftones, number four.
1: Does that mean you do your number Number three now.
0: I think it means I do my number three, and then I think we're going to be so parched from talking so much we might need to take a break after that number three. I'm dry as fuck. Alrighty, well, we're going to have to get wet. But first, we're going <laughs> to stay on the state side. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go ahead. I like it over here so far.
0: Excellent. So, we're going to stay on the state side, San Francisco, California. We know that the thrash metal scene is huge, and San Francisco is one of the most important cities as far as metal development, metal growth, and metal influence goes. Yes. And well, everybody knows Metallica, Chuck Billy from Testament is just a beast on vocals. And All
1: right. I agree with you. Everything you've said and more, except for, and you, and you can pick them there. Then I need to change my list because I, I ruled Chuck out and I also ruled out a lot of other guys who are in thrash bands that really are powerful, but not really a screamer. Oh, he you screams, know, thinking, though. Yeah, he does. You're right. He All
0: screams. Right. That's why. And I'm he changing screams. my list. All Alrighty, if you want to change your list because Vegas he is screams. going to be
1: so pissed because this throws the whole thing out of whack. Go ahead.
0: Alrighty, but he's got to do it. But if you listen to Souls of Black, which really. I love that album.
1: One of my favorite albums, album.
0: period. And one of their most radio friendly albums goes, and it sort of got a revitalization with a guitar hero. And because of that wicked bass line at the beginning that just fucking throws you, and you're just like. And then they go into it, and you're just like, woo and then Chuck sings and screams and you're like yeah but he's like that with all of his music and even his later stuff like Dark Roots of the Earth and Brotherhood of the Snake just really powerful vocals and at his age to be able to scream and to perform at the level he does for his taxing as what he does is on his vocal cords is pretty impressive and the fact that he's held up
1: I'm filing a protest with the commissioner I'm sorry man we're talking I I thought we're going to do heavy metal thrashers I would would, have picked Chuck in a minute and my list might be completely Different, but I thought we were talking about screamers. Okay, well he's. But schemer, I see why you but... think of him as a screamer. That's why Chuck isn't on my list. That's why fair. there's somebody else who's the. I forget when I was going through, and I would took it out because because I'm getting into the thrash thing, and that's more of a. and you know because Ackerfeld, I think of is more textured than that. He's textured. Uh, all right, I, I'm I'm hearing you loud and clear, brother, and and, and we are the imbalanced brothers. So people got to remember that we're only talking about rock and roll here. Nobody's going to die today. All right. And we're just kind of figuring this out, and I say, look, aren't we at the break point here? I think maybe we what we ought to do point. is uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 go get a cold one for a second, and we'll uh, we'll hear judges. from our sponsors, we'll and we'll and we'll reach out to Vegas, and we'll reach out to the judges, and we'll come back as we count down to our favorite heavy metal screamers here on our Five Favorites edition here of the imbalance History of Rock and Roll. Sound good? Sound good. You know, Marcus, with life on hold, our friends at Crook and I Brewery. We want everyone to stay safe so that we can all get through this. And I know you're uh, washing your hands a lot, right? I
0: am definitely keeping as clean as I can be, washing my hands, using safe distancing. Ray, you know, they also want you to know over at Crooked Eye that you can bring your growler to the brewery on Montgomery Avenue in Hatboro for a refill.
1: Yes, as long as this thing goes on and they have beer, you can do that. Yeah, the boys have been busy, right? They
0: have been very, very busy.
1: Hey, Marcus, I learned something about our buddies at Crooked Eye during the last week or so. What's that? We always thank Paul and Paul and the gang there at the brewery, but I found out that a lot of people call Paul Mulherrin Pete. What? What? So, do we thank Paul and Pete and Jeff for their continued support in keeping things going there at the brewery?
0: I think we do, and we want you to keep up on the latest developments at Crooked Eye on their social media sites, as well as at CrookedEyeBrewery.com.
1: And while there's no live music in the brewery right now, go to Crooked Eye Brewery Online Open Mic on Facebook for nightly live performances in the Crooked Eye spirit. Crooked Eye Brewery, the cure for what ails you since 2014. Ray. what's that, buddy?
0: I don't know about
1: you, but things here
0: have gotten a little uh, routine- And I'm looking to break out of that routine. Do you have any suggestions?
1: Well, to spark a little fire in the darkest household, I suggest you head over to adamandeve.com. You know the deal, right?
0: Absolutely know the deal. Been there already. Might have to take another trip. Don't tell me what you buy, please.
1: Especially if it's a French maid's outfit. You know I like to wear those. Whatever you like, you can find what you need at adamandeve.com. And we're setting it up so you can save 50% off on your first item All you have to do is enter our special code R-N-R-H-I-S-T. they spell it out. R-N-R-H-I-S-T. And that saves you 50% off an item. Plus, there's more.
0: A gift for you. Free. A gift for her. Free. A gift for the both of you's. Free. And then six spicy movies.
2: All
1: free. And free shipping. What the hell?
0: That is a lot of free stuff.
1: And get things cooking tonight, Marcus, at AdamandEve.com we <laughs> back on The imbalance History of Rock and Roll. Marcus has a, a communique from the judges and uh, what are they telling us on your your call here for your number three well, heavy metal screamer?
0: They're telling us that thrash metal does not count and Chuck Billy, oh. while well, he is formidable and he is incredible, is not <laughs> considered, so you must amend your choice.
1: Okay, they didn't say sexy because if they said sexy, I think I knew which judge was responding. Okay. <laughs> the Russian? You know, all right. So, you wait a minute, you're going to amend your number three? Yeah, hold on a second. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting a text here from Vegas, and they're saying you're amending your number three after you've given it in, and therefore it's re- changing the odds on the whole thing. And they they're just they want to call the bet a total push and say no bet for this episode because if you change it and you've already registered it, there are people who are affected. If somebody had Chuck Billy say, or it's if the they genius. didn't and they have who you say now, which is your number. Number three Right James Dio. Woo! Look, we have one in common so far. There's our first one. I'm the man. Can't argue with the power of Dio. Which
0: means you have to give your number three now.
1: He didn't start out to be the singer in the band that he's led for a long time, fronting them as both a singer and a screamer, maybe known a little bit more well for his overall vocal acumen. I'm talking about the singer of Anthrax, Joey Belladonna, my number three.
0: Now, what is it about Anthrax that drew you to their sound? Because they're so different than the other metal bands out there. They got that sort of New Yorkness about them.
1: Well, it's probably partially that. And that's the personalities involved. For me, I've heard them and I thought, wow, those guys, they sound different, right? So it grabbed me as a listener before I started you know, getting to know them and stuff. And their personalities are such that you can't not love them. They're just great really fun guys. They love what they do. They've been doing it at a high level for forever. And Joey is both a great vocalist for their music. And and that involves taking it to another level on things like I am the law or Indians. I mean, there's other things too, but these are the ones that really drive home what you're trying to say about a heavy metal screamer. Keep it in the family. My number three, Joey Belladonna from Anthrax
0: pretty impressive
1: so what's next
0: the number uh, hold on the number two that's what's next the number two
1: okay because we're counting down and I just did my number three after you did your number three all right my number two my number two all-time favorite heavy metal screamer is known as the human air raid siren and he has earned the goddamn title I'll tell you that I'm talking about the only guy who flies high but never gets The pilot himself bruce dickinson
0: i saw iron maiden for the first time live on their last tour and was blown away by the power of his vocals and the fact that he could still perform at the level
1: oh yeah because he's, he's so performs. fucking old right you know he and i were only born a couple months apart you know marcus yeah but you heard a guy when you start talking about still can't perform let me tell you yeah. something let me tell you something 40 about years
0: him. he's been performing at a high level and that's, here's why here's amazing. why
1: First off, it's the attitude behind it, okay? It's it's when he goes out there, it's my stage, goddammit. You mind that. And if you don't, remember, he's a world-class fencer, okay? He's is an instrument-rated pilot. He can fly. He flies airliners. He can and does. Doesn't he fly their tour plane? He did for, uh, I believe that they, they might have gotten rid of it at the last go-around or they had the lease had run out. And But he does when they fly. And you just got to understand, this guy has got all the swagger. And then when he steps front and center, he just, he destroys every song in the repertoire with what he does and he's taken them to heights that uh, that frankly I love Paul Diana, but I don't think they would have gotten to without him talking about songs like Flight of Icarus, Aces High, and the ultimate scream I think of heavy metal all time is in the number of the beast when he breaks into the into the main part and takes things away. An air raid siren my number two bruce dickinson born in 58 motherfuckers and you know what i'd be
0: willing to bet money uh we beat the uh, vegas odds because i'm betting money our top two are the same but reversed i'm gonna bet money right now that they are all right i'm
1: betting you dollar
0: all right, a dollar it is. We'll have to call somebody and then hand each other a dollar just like they did in the Motown documentary.
1: No, yeah, they... I'll leave it for you on the bulletin board at MMR. All right, perfect.
0: <laughs> My number 2 is another British metal guy, Leather, badassery tomfoolery but they've always always played really hard they've played really well they kind of changed metal in a lot of ways and this vocalist still continues after 40 years to perform also at a high level took some break with this band but his voice and his scream is recognizable no matter what and once you've heard it you don't forget it i'm talking about mr halford judas priest
1: Oh the metal god of course. of course at number 2 for you Rob for Halford two, yes
0: to hear his music and I'm late to the Judas Priest party I always liked him and when my friends had him on I never ever complained or disliked him but I never felt their music it that way and older I started appreciating him more and learning a little bit more about him and everything I've heard is just fantastic and I really love listening to him scream it's pretty uh, recognizable and it's pretty unmistakable and once you've uh, really felt that scream in that way you don't you don't turn back.
1: We're counting down. We're almost to number one on the Imbalance history of rock and roll. Five favorites, heavy metal screamers. And uh, your number two is Rob Halford. And that brings us to Marcus's number one. And who we got?
0: The Human Air Siren. seriously. He is amazing and seeing him live and seeing him do it live and hearing him do it live and feeling the band do it live and perform the way they did and be as tight as they are and as fun as they are and to be a part of a crowd that was just so fully into it and so fully absorbed into it made all the difference in the world and over the decades I can tell you I've never ever disliked an Iron Maiden song. There are songs that I like more than others but There's never been an Iron Maiden Bruce Dickinson song that I've can honestly say that I dislike. He's just awesome.
1: I've been lucky enough to know him, you know, in different levels. And it's weird because there's not that many people that I can say that I've known as somebody that I've interviewed, somebody that has I've flown with, who's piloted the plane <laughs> I'm in, and who technically was a co-worker from the time when I worked at Sanctuary. You gotta love Bruce. He's an incredible guy. He is definitely a renaissance man amongst us. And that's Marcus's number one.
0: Indeed. Bruce Dickinson, number one.
1: And you called it. Your number two is my number one, and your number one is my number two. I'm calling number one for the metal god. He can be outdone by no one. His whales have long been the lifeblood to the beast that is the priest. All the way back to Victim of Changes from Sad Wings of Destiny to Exciter from Stained Class Hellion and Electric Eye and Scream for Vengeance all the way through to Painkiller. Every album stacked with incredible songs and there he is front and center leather clad delivering it in concert with that amazing one-of-a-kind scream that can curdle blood and milk at the same time i'm talking about the metal god my friend rob alford
0: I knew it. These two, it makes no sense for anybody else to be at the top. Kind of like how we had, I think, Aretha Franklin and uh, Marvin Gaye.
1: Marvin, yes. That it happened just, once before.
0: And I just feel like these two guys really, whether you like them or not, whether you feel them or not, whether you appreciate them or not, you can't deny. At oh, the end no, of the day, no. you can't deny. They are the two top metal screamers from that time period. And again, that's not a knock on anybody else who has done it, who continues to do it at a super high level. It really isn't a knock on any of them. There's nope. so many goddamn good metal voices out there. These guys just probably happen to be the top And top
1: for them. me, it's really cool because, like Bruce, I've gotten to work with Rob as a DJ, as a guy who has interviewed him for both radio and for print, and as part of his record company as a solo artist. Rob uh, did a, a couple records for us at CMC and Sanctuary, and I gotta tell you, I was really proud to be part of that resurrection project that he did. And I consider him to be one of the coolest people and best people that I made a friend out of from this thing that we call rock and roll. And that gives him the little bit of an edge over Bruce, who's like the other guy that I most treasured, having gotten to know along my crazy rock and roll ride. We have people that we intersect with and connect with in ways that we don't with others, even though in our business, we run into a lot of people and we talk to a lot of people. These are two of the people that matter to me a lot. And we have three in common? How'd that happen? I know.
0: Ooh. It's been forever since we've had that many <sighs> in common. Forever. Since the early days.
1: Damn you, Vegas. You cancelled the bet because of the discrepancy and the recalibration. And see, I guess this is why they did it.
0: You'd have cleaned so. out in
1: the over under, buddy. <laughs> alright. Well, you know, that's alright. It's just one of those little fun things we do to make the podcast more interesting, I guess. But still, we'll do it again next time we do five favorites, I guess. Yes, we will.
0: And it's always fun to do the five favorites. Because you never know what you're going to get. And we always want to know what yours are. So please share yours via Facebook, via Twitter, via email, however, in ratings. If you rate the episode, you like it. Share your five favorite there as well.
1: That's a good idea. And uh, we're encouraging people more and more to put your uh, ratings and reviews out there because we know you listen. And if you got five minutes, go to where you get your podcast and let them know about it too. And let other people tell your friends because ultimately, from where we started, Marcus, people telling people is really how this thing has gotten there. How they tell them has changed, but people telling people is really what it's all about. And speaking of which, I want to take a couple minutes here and talk about some of the people that we've encountered and do a little podcast update before we go. Is that okay with you? Alright, first off, back to the Johnny Cash episode. Remember a few weeks ago, uh, we talked about his life and times, and uh, it wasn't Roseanne, his daughter Roseanne, who's, who made that famous comment. It was Carlene Carter, who we failed to mention at all, and apologies there. She's the one who once said, if this doesn't put the cunt back in country, nothing will. And she's also, did you know, once married to Nick Lowe. As in
0: Nick Lowe, the Nick Lowe? As in the Nick Lowe, yeah, yeah. As in the guy who produced with Elvis Costello, Nick
1: Lowe? That Nick Lowe, the only one I know of so far. Here's one back to the Marvin Gaye episode. We talked about him uh, having his failed attempt to join the Detroit Lions, right? On the song, we talked about them being on the song. Some of the players were in the studio on the song. but they're the spoken word on the backup track. If you listen closely, they're they're all just kind of, there's that spoken word stuff going on on in the background, what's going on, and the Detroit Lions. Just found that out since we did the episode, and I thought maybe that was like a kind of a sidebar, a side effect of his tryout for the team, you know?
0: It might have been. I mean, he built up relationships with some of those guys that were uh, members of the uh, Detroit Lions and ended up uh, remaining close with them, I think, until the end, or at least until he lived in exile for a while.
1: And I know that more and more of you are following us on Facebook. We're seeing people from all over the world follow us on our Facebook page, Marcus, but I looked at Podbean and I saw that we were really like on the first page of their app. Thanks to everyone who listens on Podbean, including Mac, who was in there a couple times, and Hal Burton, and uh, Cantry and Bree Martin. I'm seeing a whole bunch of people. Love My Sunshine, and Jones Randy 16, uh, and Mac again. So thanks to all of you for listening on Podbean, which you know everybody's finding us in a different place. And one of the things we always like people to do is plug in on Facebook uh, Facebook, and I want to thank some people who've been doing that recently, Aaron Price and David Gautier, John Romano and Brandon uh, William, or is it William Brandon? I'm not sure. Bruce Betts and Rick Beach, Candy Book Hoarder. That's her Facebook name, I guess. I don't think her real last name is Book Hoarder, but you never know.
0: That would be a cool last name to have,
1: by people the way. People are hoarding TP, so Book Hoarder could happen too. Mark McShane, Craig Scott, Joseph Fell, Paul nolan all thanks for checking in on Facebook. And there's more, but I, I just got those and had them all in a file, and I want to thank everybody listening on Player FM. So many of you are, are listening to so many episodes on Player FM that it's put us on the, regularly on the front page of their app, and that just gets more people to know about us, so thank you, and keep rating us and giving us some uh, reviews there as well. So, And I just wanted to get to everybody and uh, let them know that we're seeing you out there, and we don't get a chance to do it very often. Oh, here's another one I got from you that somebody left a comment that was really cool on one of the apps. I don't see which one it is from the notes I left myself here from the R&B in the 70s episode it was somebody called Groove On and uh, they made comments like about the episode where we missed war in the R&B in the 70s episode and you know what we need to get to more about the 70s and the transition from the 60s and 70s in the next episode so thanks for prompting that there Groove On checking in and you can find us on email at imbalancehistory at gmail dot com or any of the regular places or irregular places where we are uh, posting.
0: That would be Facebook, the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roller on Twitter at ImbalancedHisto minus no RY.
1: Still no RY. I know.
0: R-Y, but we'll never happening. It. Yeah, never, oh, happening. You're right, man,
1: never happening. I don't know. I can't look. We go back and forth about yeah. this,
0: and I guess it's never happened. Yeah, ImbalancedHisto on Twitter, and eventually we'll get an Instagram page as well.
1: Whole Come lot on. of fun, man. Counting down five favorites always is because we make like almost like a game show out of it. Our silly little Imbalanced game show. So, and we thank uh, all our sponsors including one cbd and crooked eye brewery thanks for their support here on the podcast i'm Ray Koo, ready to go
0: i'm marcus in the darkest thanks for hanging
1: and we'll, and we'll find you next time right here on the Imbalance history
0: of rock and roll
1: whoop
2: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football